Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from From Deirdre to Dee Dee, an erotic bimbification tale written by Liz Black. Deirdre never imagined being a bimbo, but... Deirdre Jonas's labyrinthian life is in turmoil as she's about to be evicted from her apartment. When she meets Neil DeGraw, a 45-year-old CEO who can afford virtually anything without batting an eye, Deirdre buoys her hope and remains optimistic of greener pastures. Neil, recently out of a loveless marriage, seeks a new partner, a submissive partner, and, most importantly, a devoted girl. When he finally meets Deirdre, he finds her fit for the task and seeks her consent. Deirdre is excited about his proposal and the benefits that surround the arrangement. However, she soon gets the real picture of what she is getting into and how different and uncomfortable her new life might be. As her new reality unfolds day after day and becomes clear to Deirdre, will she continue or opt out? Will she be able to satisfy Neil's sexual thirst? And will she be as submissive as Neil demands? Or are there other things that are hidden from Deirdre? From Deirdre to Dee Dee is an erotic bimbification tale dealing with bimbos, bimbofication, hypnosis, mind control, and body modification. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from From Deirdre to Dee Dee. Deirdre. I closed my front door as softly as I could. Last warning, Miss Jonas. Six hundred dollars tonight or I change the lock. Yes, Mrs. Boyle, I'll pay the rent tonight. I had hoped to prevent this. I knew I was behind on rent. Two months behind, to be exact. I'd asked for an extension too many times, so today was the real deal. I needed to get the part in this audition, or I'd be sleeping on the street. Once outside, I took a deep breath. I was going to do this. I was going to nail this audition, get the part, and ask for a deposit. It wasn't the most solid plan ever, but it was all I had. I arrived at the theater 15 minutes before the appointed time. There was no one showing us the way. I followed the posters with an arrow indicating auditions this way. When I opened the door, I was hit with the stench of sweat and people. The girls inside were in different states of undress. Some were chatting with hushed voices. Many of them were stretching or practicing positions on their spot. I found a small spot next to the bench and took off my street clothes. I'd already dressed in my dancing outfit at home, so I used the time to warm up my muscles. At exactly two o'clock, a woman carrying a clipboard entered the room. May I have your attention, everyone? Most of the chatter died down but two girls continued laughing. You too, please? Thank you. I want to welcome everyone to the auditions for Burlesque Tonight. As you know, there are three spots available. If we approach you and say thank you, then you have not been selected. There will be three rounds of dancing. First, you may show us your skills with your own routine. The second round will be choreography. You will be taught by us. The final round is choreography from the show, which you will have to perform naked, as was stated in the information letter you all received and read. She looked around the room. 
Some girls clearly hadn't read that information and looked anxious. If this makes you uncomfortable, please leave now. She held still and looked around the room. One girl sneaked between the other girls and left. For the rest of you, I'd like to thank you for being here today, and we'll begin. You can give your portfolio to me next to the entrance to the stage. If the first five would be willing to follow me, please. There were about fifty people in the room, so this was going to take a while. Every twenty minutes, the next five were called. It took ages before I got the opportunity to go to the stage. I handed my portfolio to the lady at the desk, and I got to wait a little longer before I was finally allowed on stage. The room was well lit. There were no spotlights specifically aimed at the stage. In the middle of the room, I saw a table with three men behind it. The man at the right spoke. All right, Deirdre, is it? My name's Richard Fuden. Beside me are Francis and Neil. You may start your routine. Thank you. This was unlike any audition I had done before. I hadn't been given the opportunity to hand them any music. Judging by their expectant yet also bored looks, I had to perform my routine without music. This was new. I started my dance while playing the music in my mind. I hoped I at least got the rhythm right. My dance was mainly jazz ballet, and I had incorporated some burlesque moves in it. I pasted on my dance smile that became more genuine as the dance progressed. Though it only lasted a minute and a half, I did lose myself in the movements. Dancing was my passion, after all. When the dance was over, the three judges conferred. I didn't know whether that was a good or a bad sign. Okay, you may exit the stage right and wait for the next round. Yes, thank you. Elated, I walked off stage where I was led to another room. There were about 15 people in there. The girls who knew each other chatted to each other. Some were joking, while others were in deep conversation. I got more nervous by the minute. I needed this job, or else I would be homeless tonight. By way of a miracle, I survived the second round, too. I had always been good at learning routines, so I got through without making many mistakes. The atmosphere was tense in the changing room after the second round. There were five of us left for the three spots available. I took off my top, shorts, and underwear and did more stretching to get used to dancing naked. Two of the other girls seemed at ease, while the other two were as uncomfortable as I was. We were called in and taught a routine from the show. I struggled with the second half, the movements were too fast, and my nerves got in the way. We had to perform the routine separately. The first bit went perfect, but the second half I had to improvise. I fell down after a quick turn. The devastating words were spoken as I was still on the floor trying to scramble back up. Thank you, Deirdre. We've seen enough. You may leave, Richard said. I looked up with tears in my eyes. Leave, sir? Yes, Deirdre. Through the left exit. Thank you for your effort. Please, sir, may I try again? I know I can do it. No, you have not been selected. Goodbye, Deirdre. He stressed the bye. I burst into tears and left the stage. Through the backstage area and hallway, I arrived in the first dressing room where I found my clothes. My dancing outfit had been moved there by the staff from the second room. I sat down on the bench and cried. Now what? I had no home to go back to. No friends or family. 
My family lived on the other side of the country and had shunned me for pursuing dancing. The other girl who'd been cut entered the dressing room. She dressed quickly, cast me a sad glance, and left. I packed my belongings together and followed her out. I was still crying. I had no idea where to go. I bumped into one of the judges in the foyer and mumbled an apology. That's okay. Hey, why are you still crying? There'll be other auditions. This isn't the end of the world. It is, I exclaimed, somewhat louder than intended. I wanted to walk on, but he held me back by my arm. Wait up. Why? I glanced at him. Because I have no home to go back to. He was a middle-aged man with kind eyes. Why don't we go for a cup of coffee, so you can tell me about it? Don't you have to finalize things with the others? Finalize things? That sounds vague. He chuckled. No, I have nothing to do with the burlesque show. I was filling in for another judge to offer my opinion as a future audience member. Come on, I'll buy you a coffee. I insist. All right. I didn't have a better place to go. We walked out and went to a coffee shop across the street. The man chose a small table in the back. He ordered two cappuccinos. He didn't even ask what I wanted. So, girls, spill it. Why can't you return home? I need $600 to pay my rent, or I'm not allowed back in. As I said the words, the tears welled up. I see, he paused. This audition wouldn't have helped either, he concluded. I stared at the table. I hoped to ask for an advance. We were both silent for a few minutes. The server brought us our drinks. Thank you. He smiled kindly at the young girl. I used my spoon to play with the foam of the cappuccino. I might have an opening for you. My head shot up. That would be great. Wait till you hear what it is. I'm looking for a domestic assistant. I nearly choked on the cookie I had just bitten into. A what? I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. A live-in domestic assistant. Let me explain. I'm a CEO of a large company, and I'm in need of a woman who can take care of me. She has to serve me in every possible way. That means cooking my meals, but also serving me sexually. I demand full control. A part of me wanted to get up and run away, far away. Another part of me, though, was intrigued. I could just spend one night with this guy so that at least I'd have a roof over my head. What's in it for me? I will take care of you. You won't have to worry about money anymore. Your only responsibility will be to please me. I chuckled mockingly at him. You're my knight in shining armor? You appeared on your white horse, and with a flick of your magic wand, you'll make all my troubles go away? Yes, you could say that. I sighed. I did learn one thing from my mother. If something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. So no, thank you. I'll figure something out. He enclosed my wrist. Hold on. Let's do it this way. You give me tonight until midnight. You will do everything I say, and I give you $1,500. I fell silent and slowly looked from the hand on my wrist to his eyes. He looked sincere. You mean you'll give me $1,500 for one evening? He nodded. Yes. And what will I be doing? Pleasing me. 
And yes, that may involve more intimate actions. Does that offer really sound so terrible? I didn't want to turn myself into a prostitute, but this one night could mean my rent for the next five months. Maybe I could stick a night longer and have him pay for my meals, too. Okay. He gave a curt nod in acknowledgement. We ate sandwiches at the cafe by way of dinner, and afterward we went to his place by cab. His house was big. No, it wasn't big. It was huge. For a mansion, it was probably regular-sized. The brick walls were white and clear of dust, as if they had just been sprayed clean. The garden, too, was well-maintained. Inside, everything was in its proper place. It was clear that at one point, the house had been decorated by a woman. All of the vases were empty. The walls were covered in wood, while all of the curtains were blue with a floral design. The place felt comfortable, though there wasn't much life or character in the house. There weren't any pictures or anything that would make this different from any showroom. Deirdre, I have a request for you. Instead of sitting down, I would like you to kneel before the couch to honor our agreement. My heart began pounding. Up until this point, he had been civil and kind. And now the mood seemed to change. Okay. I put my bag next to the couch and knelt down. Neil sat down in front of me with his legs spread. Are you certain you want to continue our deal? You will be mine until midnight. I knew this was stupid and unwise, but I still heard myself say, Yes. Good. From now on, you will be silent unless you are asked a question. Every question you answer will be followed by, Sir. Do you understand? Yes, sir. What the hell had I gotten myself into? Me and my impulsive decisions. You'd think I'd have learned by now. Good. The reason you're here is that I'm looking for a domestic assistant who will obey my every order. Your sole task is to make my life easier. Like I said before, I expect you to make my meals and to fetch my drinks. You will also serve me sexually. He fell silent. His gaze was upon me. I chewed my lips. How was I supposed to respond to this? He was attractive, though a bit old for my taste. He had dark eyes with a kind expression, but they also exhumed the wisdom of having lived a life. His Roman nose and symmetrical features combined perfectly with his natural charm. His hair was dark brown, and he didn't strike me as the type to diet. I had so many questions. I opened my mouth to start talking, but closed it at just the right moment. Good girl. I figured you would have the right instincts for this position. Do you have any experience with BDSM? I opened my mouth, but hesitated. Yes, now you may speak. He looked amused. No, sir. Is it something you're willing to explore? I guess. He frowned. Sir, sorry. He nodded. It's something I'm very keen to explore. I have tried it with some women, though mostly through paid services. And now, tonight, you. Let's start, shall we? Yes, sir. My heart was pounding. I was to play his slave? Was he going to hurt me? Was I going to enjoy any of it? Please, get me a glass of wine. Glasses are in the top right cupboard in the kitchen, 
and there's an open bottle on the counter. I got up and walked away. Stop. I turned back to him. Do not look me in the eye. I averted my gaze to the floor. When I give you a command, you respond with yes, sir. Always. Yes, sir. I waited some more. Tonight, we'll play light. Do you have any limits that I should know about? Limits? He looked at me sternly. Sir, I mean. Is there anything I should know about? Do you have parts of your body I may not touch? Do you have any traumas I may inadvertently trigger? No, sir. He raised one eyebrow. None at all? No weak joints? No bad back? I'm a dancer, sir. He nodded. Okay. Any intimate parts I cannot touch? I shook my head. No, sir. Are you a virgin? My cheeks grew hot. No, sir. All right. If by any chance I do go too far, or I touch upon something you cannot endure, I want you to use the word red. I will immediately stop what I'm doing and will take a time out. No hard feelings. No repercussions. Is that understood? Yes, sir. Okay. Now go get the wine. Yes, sir. I went to the kitchen and filled a glass with wine. I brought it to Neil. Next time, you'll serve me from your knees. But for now, this is good. Strip. My eyes widened. You don't have to be scared. We'll take it slow. I've seen your body already this afternoon. Now I finally get to see it up close. I won't hurt you, all right? Yes, sir. My voice was small. I wasn't entirely sure about this. I slowly undressed. He merely sipped the wine until I was completely naked. Good. Now wait for me to finish the wine. I want you to spread your legs with your arms behind your head. I assume the position. Look at the wall behind me instead of the floor. This was most uncomfortable. I had done worse and more difficult positions while training for dancing, but the fact that I was on display was difficult, shameful. He sipped his wine. I glanced now and then to see how much he had drunk. When his glass was nearly empty, he put it on the table, stood up, and walked behind me. Laser-like in its intensity, I could feel his stare going over my flesh. His hand touched my buttock and tapped it lightly. My body tensed in response. Tight enough. That'll do. Bend over. I leaned forward, resting my hands on the couch. This was again like dance training, but naked. He prodded me inside with his finger. I tried to remain still. His adept fingers rubbed my clit. I couldn't hold back any longer and started to moan in response to his ministrations. Good girl. With his fingers, he fucked me hard. First one, then two. When I was on the edge, he pulled out. He sat down on the couch next to my red and panting face. Do your audition routine. The first free choice round. What, now? Yes, sir. I stood upright, took a few deep breaths, and walked to the open space of the room. I pushed one large chair away to make sure I had enough space. While playing the music in my mind, I started to dance. I had trouble getting into the right focus with all the sexual energy still coursing through my body. In a way, it was freeing to dance naked. 
it only felt uncomfortable with the bits where I had to spread my legs. I ended the dance in the last position, where I waited for further instructions. Well done, slave. Do you feel like a slave already? I cringed at the word. A little, I guess, sir. Good girl. Despite barely knowing this man, it felt good to hear those words. The next couple of hours, he would have me dance some more, teaching me positions to stand and sit in, and he would randomly inspect my body. Overall, he was strict but kind. It wasn't hard to obey him. All right, slave, it is now half past eleven, only half an hour to go before you need to make your decision. You can walk out of here with fifteen hundred dollars, or you can stay and dedicate your life to me. I think it's time for the next step in us getting better acquainted with one another. He stood up from the couch, took off his pants, and sat back down. His cock stood up straight, happy to be released. He was rock hard and larger than average. Despite my tiredness and the weird situation, I was looking forward to feeling him inside me. It looked like he would fill me up nicely. Suck me. Yes, sir. I knelt down before him and carefully touched his penis with my fingers. I jacked him off a couple of times before lowering my mouth. I stroked his glands with my tongue. His belly twitched at my touch. Only then did I close my mouth over him and began bobbing my head. Put your hands behind your back, he said with a broken voice. I complied and started to suck him harder. Slow down, slowly. I sucked his cock for what seemed like forever. Now and then he moaned and ran his fingers through my hair. He laced his fingers together and placed them behind my head. He began guiding my movements. He forced himself all the way inside me and kept still. I struggled against the intrusion and almost gagged, but he pulled out in time. You're doing great, he whispered and pushed back in. I nearly choked on his cock. Time was lost on me. My world consisted only of pleasing the hard member inside my mouth. The last time he shoved his cock down my throat, he held me there. Listen close, slave. It's midnight. Do you want to finish this and stay with me? Will you grant me my orgasm? He pulled my head away from his dick. I coughed and swallowed the spit. Yes, sir. Good girl. He held my head and fucked my mouth hard. Are you certain? Will you give your life to me? He stopped fucking me so I could answer. Yes, sir. All I wanted now was to please him and make him come. I had worked so hard for it all evening. He fucked me some more. For the last time, slave, do you want to leave? He too was breathing hard now. He released my head. No, sir. Take a condom out of that drawer. I followed his instructions and handed him the condom. He put it on himself. Lower yourself onto me. As soon as my dick is inside you, our deal is sealed. Yes, sir. I didn't care about any deal. I wanted him to be pleased with me. I wanted to be his. I straddled him, leaned forward so I rested my hands on the backrest of the couch, and lowered my wet pussy over his cock. I moaned as his sighs stretched me. He stroked his cheek over my boob. 
You are now mine. Fuck me, slave. I moved my body over him in a steady rhythm. He was still dressed, though his shirt was crumpled and sweaty. Now and then his eyes closed as he enjoyed my movements. He put his hands on my buttocks and fucked me hard. Finally I heard him moan, and his hips twitched. I hadn't experienced other orgasms with him, but this one seemed intense. I felt relieved and happy for him. Kneel on the floor, slave. I did as he said. Slowly it dawned on me what I had done. At the height of our sexual play, I had promised to be this man's slave. That wasn't fair. But then again, asking a grown woman to become your slave in itself wasn't fair. It certainly wouldn't hold up in court. I decided I would wait and see how tomorrow went. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from From Deirdre to Didi. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.